Thanks for being here. And uh, thanks for coming out and learning. And uh, happy Thanksgiving, like I mentioned. And uh, we're continuing on in Oras HaTorah. And we're in Perak Beis, Keta Beis, um, 2-2. So previously we spoke about Rav Kook's continued dive into the Pratim of Torah, into the details of what we mean when we talk about Torah. Beginning with the discussion of the meaning of Torah Lishma, which was the first Keta that we spoke about last week. And Torah Lishma is the most rarefied level of Talmud Torah, um, which is learning for the sake of Torah itself, as we defined it, meaning the understanding of our individual soul being responsible for its own Gile Alukus um, through the way that we channel and our Mizdabik and Mizchaber to Torah by studying it Lishma, not studying it for any other reason, Lekanter um, or Lachfor or this hasher, you know, for, or for covet, any of that is out of the picture if you want to be learning Torah Lishma. And when you get that stuff out of the picture, then you're able to channel the Torah that you learn into being, uh, into Ahagdala Satorah, Yagdil Torah V'yadir. So here we move to, here we move to new division and a new distinction that's going to be made in Torah, which is the, a fundamental distinction of revealed and hidden Torah. Nigla and Nistar, Pnimius and the Yom Yomi, right? The inner Torah and that which is very open and revealed and, man, and not mundane, no Torah is mundane, but connects more to mundane life. Um, pratim and Klalim, details and general rules. Um, and in, even in Kabbalistic terminology, the notion of Sovev, encompassing knowledge and Mimali, knowledge that is... Uh, knowledge that is deeper and knowledge that is more um, knowledge that is more multifaceted and, uh, and, and revealed. So if you read carefully in this, uh, in this Ketis, so you're going to notice a new formulation for this kind of distinction that I'm talking about of this Nigla and Nistar um, that Marana Rav, the Rav Kook, is going to put forward. So let's jump into it. Iker limit Torah Lishma. So the main aspect of learning Torah Lishma, the main thing about learning Torah So in learning Ruchni, learning overtly spiritual matters, which we would call Pnimiya Satora. So those are in, in, in those areas of learning, Torah Lishma is more readily apparent. Because the, the overt content, right? The nigla content when you learn Nistar is matters of the greatness of Hashem and His Kedusha and what that means. That's the overt, that's what happens when you open up Phimius Torah or you open up Chasidus or you open up, right? Which is, I guess, an elaboration of Phimius Torah. And, uh, and what you see revealed there is these notions of Romimus Hashem and Kirvas. And when a person learns this, they become elevated as well. However, when we learn, or not however, but, and also when we learn practical matters, the details of the commandments, nigla, limad niglas haTorah, so you have to understand that it is all seifim, it's all different pratim of the general idea that we just spoke about in the opening over here. The general pratim of 
the, the pratim of the general concept of Kirvas Hashem and Roman Musakitusha. So you should always remember what Shorshinagach and Borbir Shosarabim is connected to and coming from when you learn those pratim. To understand what they are actually pratim of. What are they pieces of? What's the larger picture for these things? They are si'ifim and levushim. They are garments and they are aspects of orayoshev etzedokaloki, of divine righteousness, light of Hashem, light of uprightness. And within each and every one of these pratim, you find also, right, in every individual sugya and every individual aspect of Niglosa Torah, of Inyanim Maasim, of practical matters in Torah. So each one of those contains an aspect of Hanesham Elokis, of godly soul, of Shechlo Olam, of the coming together and uh, the Harkava of all the universe. Bechayim Bechomer Beruach, in life, in material, in material matters and in spiritual matters. Bechavro V'yachid, it's revealed in the Torahs that interact with us on a societal level, Shoftim V'shotrin, Sanhedrin, you know, Hilchos Malachim U'mecham Asehem, Hilchos Beis HaMikdash, and Bias HaMikdash, U'memela, and U'biyachid, and in practical things, you know, how you wash Netilis Yadayim, and how you make brachos, U'memela noke v'yored gam, and when you understand Torah like this, then, then you recognize that in each and every detail you find the Shekhinah resting within it. And Torah has to do this. It must do this. Of course, Pesnimius doesn't do this easily, and nor does Nigla do this, first part, in an easy way either, but they're mashlim one another. They're mashlim another because at the end of the day, whether you're learning Nigla or you're learning Nestor, the whole point is, again, Kirvas Hashem, closeness to God, Roma Vesakidusha, and the greatness of, and, and the, the loftiness of the Shekhinah and Kedush and holiness and the importance of holiness were Kukol's Shichlo Olam, the coming together of everything in the world. Or in, in more lofty terms, Ha'achta Saklalis, the unity of every single thing in this world. So you have to, um, so you have to have both of them. Nigla and Nistar are mashlim one another. Now, of course, of course, we have a Seder for this kind of limit also. The Ramah writes, L'halach and Yoradeya. The Ramah tells us that, you know, you're not allowed to, not, not allowed. You won't get what you're looking at. Forget not allowed. It's not right to learn the Klau before learning the Pratim, right? So he says, you're not allowed to learn it. You have to fill up your belly first. You have to take, say, the Lederach, right? If you're going to go take a trip in Torah, if you're going to go talk about these things, the, this, the, these klali, these encompassing matters, right, the, or these pnimi matters, without, without taking provisions for the way of the pratim, of the mitzvahs and the nyanimasim, so you're not going to have a good go of it, right? Yeah, it's either not going to, to get you what you're looking for, or, or worse, you'll find the wrong things, and you'll do the wrong things with that, uh, with that kind of Torah, if it's not connected to these nyanimasim. Uh, you know, like we say in um, we say in the Yugimalida Shatur Nidrashis by him. So he says, so there's a, a you could read it like a Hasidic Torah also, right? So you could read it and you could say you say Miklal Shutzarichlifrat. The Klal needs these Pratim, right? This is obviously not the, the uh, 
this is not the direct meaning of this. And he says in the next one, and each prat needs the klal as well. This is what Rav Kook, I, I think, is talking about in this first paragraph here. And then it says, and this is beautiful, anything that was part of this everything that was part of this right? the, the, whole, the big picture of all the pratim, so if a prat comes out of it to teach us something, we're not just learning about how to wash Nantilas Yadayim, how to make a brachos, and what's muktz on Shabbos, right? We're not just learning about that. The reason it came out is to teach us about everything, right? This is the notion that each and every detail contains, right? Each and every cell of yours, even though the cell uh, might be a, a hair follicle, or it might be a cell that's in your, uh, in your heart or in your foot, any cell there contains all the information of the rest of the cells in your body. It's got your DNA. And that DNA, is this, that, that's, I think, a good metaphor for how this works in Torah, that each prat contains the klal, and the klal contains all the pratim. Okay. So what's really nice about this is that this connection is already taking place at Har Sinai, where this shichwal happened that we talked about in the first, in the first chapter. So when we learn Torah like this, and when we understand that we're learning Torah in a constant dialogue between Prat and Klal and Pnimi and uh, Nigla and Nister, so, um, so when we do that, we're really just retracing steps. And, and we're really just retracing steps. And remember this line at the end of the shir, because you know, sometimes you'll see in the Gemara that that somebody will say over something and the people will respond that the words were as beautiful and as joyous Right? They were, the word simcha, they were as joyous as the day that they were given Har Sinai. It means that this person has succeeded in retracing steps to Har Sinai, showing us exactly as it was meant to be when this Torah came down from HaKadosh Baruch Hu and was revealed to this world. Okay, so, continuing on. V'keivan sh'regesh alev Because the heart and because the soul is predisposed, it has this tzalem elokim and it knows also the soul is a prat, of, uh, of, of the great Klal as well, of HaKadosh Baruch Hu. Because our, um, the motions of our heart and our inner understanding and intellect, this is primed to be able to receive this illumination, right? We're, we're designed to be able to accept God into our lives, to be able to recognize Shechina. That's what we're supposed to do. We're designed to do that. And we know that it is hidden, that it is, um, it's in the subconscious of all of these limudimasim, these practical matters that we learn. When I say practical matters, I mean prate mitzvos, the details of how to do the mitzvos. Right? All of Torah is essentially an explanation of how to do the mitzvos. Some of them are mitzvos, you know, what does it mean? And we need to understand the prate mitzvos of of that, and we need to understand the prat mitzvos of Ezu Makoman, of, of, you know, where the karbanas go. We need to understand all those limude masim. That's what we mean by it. So because our heart is inclined to, see, to accept the Shekhinah, to reach out to the Shekhinah, to be drawn to this iskalulus, there's an attraction to that Shekhlul Olami, there's an attraction, Kirvas Hashem, the Roman Mosakidusha. So then we are designed, when a Jew learns Torah, we're designed to be able to see a revelation in every detail, to get a geschmack from learning of a mitzvah, 
right? To get to to understand when you learn Parakash Shutfin and when you learn the halachas over there, so then those halachas are a revelation, a giloy pnimi in all those pratim. And everybody has their own ability, their own quality of soul in which they're able to express this. And we can refine that. You can get better at this. Uh, the more you spend learning, the more you spend focusing on your own kedusha as you approach learning. It's not just enough to, to, to learn it, but you have to prepare yourself for that also. In kedusha bliachana. So you have to prepare yourself to learn properly. You can't... You can't... Um, you can't expect to turn this on and off like a switch. Right? Okay, now I was Osek, you know, in X, Y, and Z, and I put my efforts into that, and now I want to, you know, flip on the switch and see HaKadosh Baruch Hu in, uh, in Shor Shenagach. It's not going to happen. But if you work at Shor Shenagach enough, so eventually it's going to happen. Eventually that switch gradually turns on. And then uh, I think the goal of it is that it's a switch that's never turned off. That you're just in the light, and that's okay. So... This is a real prat, this is a real detail, right? This is a real detail-oriented exploration that Rav Kook is placing here of what exactly it means to learn Torah Lishma. This is what Limud Torah, Nigla, Lishma looks like. And this is how you do the whole increasing the or thing that we were talking about. This is how your Magdil Torah that Rav Kook was talking about. It seemed like just an intellectual idea in the last chap, in the last Keta. But here Rav Kook is telling us exactly what to look for when we learn these pratim. Or Limudimasi. Sometimes this idea that we talked about, the Giloi Pnimi, the whole Prat Prat, the revelation of the whole in the individual pieces, in the details. So sometimes it's developed enough until it's possible. To show or to express levate, to express to look at this and to show and to be able to gesture openly to the divine presence in that prat. To be able to look, for example, at, at you know, Hilchus Brachos or some other Limud Masi and, and, all, and, and to be able to, to openly identify the Shechina and the Kedusha in that thing rather than just Stam learning laws. It becomes more than that, it becomes a connection to Akadosh Baruch. It's what, it's, what you, it's what you hear all the time in like Musa Shmuz, and that's what it, that's what it is. That, that is now within one of those details. And which is connected above, and, and the idea above that is within every detail, and how that detail is part of the idea above. I'll give you an example of what I mean over here. Uh, in some sense, there is a literature like this, right? We have lots of... This is just one example, yeah? This isn't the whole thing, but we have lots of Kabbalistic perushim, for example, on Shulchan Aruch or mitzvahs, right? So you think like Otzer Chaim Kamarna or Derech Mitzvah Secha or Derech Pikudecha, you know, all these chiburim that express the Pnimius in the Limit Masi. What is, what's going on? Shara Kavanos. What am I supposed to think about when I'm a Kayim? After I've learned when I'm a Kayim, when I'm, after I've learned the Alachos, when I'm, executing those halachos in real life, what, am, what exactly am I, am I doing there? How is that connected to the cloud? That's, that's what, that's, there's literature like this. That's just one example. Ulefamim, and sometimes, Now that, the first part doesn't always happen. You don't always see, right, the, the, the whole world 
in learning Sugya Nizikin. Right? You don't always see HaKadosh Baruch Hu when learning, when learning uh, Shulchan Aruch and getting involved in all the, get the back and forth between the Nosei Kalim. It doesn't always happen. A lot of times, the way that this happens, we still, right, it doesn't relieve, of, relieve us of our obligation towards Talmud Torah. We still have to do it, yeah? You still have to do the right things. You still have to know how to, how to keep the mitzvahs and do the mitzvahs, even if you don't feel a giloy when you learn it or when you do it, right? It's not... It's not given to us in order to benefit. That's not the point of it, right? Oftentimes, it's only felt as some sort of a, a light spark, a dina, a delicate glow in the inner recesses of our heart. You know, a subtle trace of something divine that happens when we're learning this. Um, I would say, you know, an example of this would be you know, that you learn a halacha and the halacha becomes like a nimus, it becomes a, a mannerism of yours, it becomes part of your life or a thought, right? Uh, I would say, and I hope I'm not going too far off base, but like when you really, really learn hilchas brachos and you learn the concept of kavan and tefillah and you start to turn a bracha into like a five second or 10 second affair. So actually what happens is, is that you've now elevated your eating, you're, you're now a conscious eater. You're different than 99% of the world. Your eating is conscious because you understand the halachos of how a Jew puts food into their mouth or how we're supposed to conduct our meals. The very act of eating is now elevated and part of a divine whole. That's what I mean when we say that we're elevating the pratim to Romimus Akedusha and Kirvas Hashem. Torah does its work no matter what. No matter how you do it, if you learn it, especially if you learn it lishma, it's going to do this work for you. It's a kavana. You should be intentional with your learning of Torah and your performance of mitzvahs, absolutely. But Torah does this as well. Even, even a tmimus, even a naive approach, achieves these results to a certain extent. And this is, I think, what we mean in the best possible way of shemitoch shalo lishma bo lishma. Not that I'm, not chas v'shalom, that I'm consciously learning Torah for an evil purpose, which is how so, I think sometimes people understand me, that I'm like learning Torah because I want to become rich, which doesn't happen, you know. Or I'm learning, I guess, thankfully, you know, it's, Torah is still pure in that way. Although certain people, you know, the promoters or whatever, right? So, so, so you know, Torah becomes a, a political cudgel. It's something that you use and twist to your political points of view. Everybody likes to say that about other people with different political points of view. But I mean that in a very, I think people on any side of the political spectrum know when they're abusing Torah, right? I would hope. But maybe that's just because I use it to justify my own way of looking at the world. But Torah means, I think over here, Kipshuta, that you're not... I'm not learning Torah necessarily with this great intention. I haven't learned Torah Satorah. I've never heard this idea before of what learning the Pratim is meant to accomplish. Just learning Torah, you know, I, this is what I do. I'm, I'm, uh, this is how I was acculturated. This is how I was brought up. This is, you know, how I passed my time. This is an obligation I, feel, I fulfill. You know, I, I, I'll, be, I'll feel bad or I'll be scared about what happens if I don't learn Torah. Even that, even that Shalolishma comes Lishma. And, and by the way, they're not even different stages in time or progress. It happens in real time as well. In the real time, when I'm learning, even when it's lolishma, it's still lishma. It's still accomplishing something. It's still doing something to my soul because 
Torah is still a Kaddish Baruch Hu's Torah. And when this happens, when this happens, all of life becomes more refined, more purified, clearer through doing this. And Rav Kook finishes off over here. He says, This is what Rav Kook means. He says, quoting from Perkei Avos, from Perk Kinyan Torah, right? the first part of Kinyan Torah, Perk Vav. So he says, this is what is meant in the statement of Meir, that everybody that learns Torah is involved. Right? I think is also nice because it means that this is, this is what I'm steeped in. This is what my purpose is. It might not always be that that's what's happening, but I'm osik betor lishma. Right? That, that is my, my sugya. My, my avoda is learning Torah lishma. That's what I'm focused on. I don't always accomplish it, but, but I know it's there. And I know that's what I'm supposed to be doing. So you merit many things, which means that you merit to see many pratim, you merit to see many details coming together being joined together. You merit to see the connections. And the connections is its own kind of joy. I, I think I've mentioned to you guys in the past, a few more things I want to say. I think I've mentioned to you guys in the past that um, in... in Yeshiva, we had the opportunity, a very, very small chabura to learn with Rabbi Eitan Feiner. Rabbi Eitan Feiner, it was, a, I think, a transformative moment for me. Rabbi Eitan Feiner was a, a Rav in Eisha Torah, and uh, now he's a Rav in Farakway. Um, I once had a, enjoyed a very close relationship with him, which benefited me greatly. And he would sit, we would open up a page in Nefesh Chaim. it was supposed to be a lunchtime chabura, you know, there was only time he had available to come to Akotel. And uh, it was like six of us. And it became a very special thing because we were ostensibly learning Nefesh but we never really got past like one or two prakim in like Shardalit. Like it was never about learning Nefesh It was about essentially first watching Rabbi Feiner and, and his discursive genius to be able to take a single word and start to connect one thing to another. You know, your Yosef and then your Shechem and then your Brachos and Klalos and then your Chanukah and then your, and then your you know, Churban Bayashani and you keep on moving on and every idea is connected to something else and then it comes back again and, and he weaves this beautiful picture and, and there's many uh, people who do this. Rav Avram Shor Svarim when, when, when people first start learning you're like, how, how is that possible? And then you realize these people are seeing how all the Pratim come together they do this in Machshava and they do this with other things also. All those pratim start to come together, and you see that was that's what it means to be zochlet varm harbe. That's a thrilling experience. I, I remember once seeing this, actually living this. We went, uh, we went. Uh, the group went to Rabbi Feiner's house in Sharei Chesed for Shabbos meal, and and I guess we had been trained, but like we saw this. This was the Shashu and of Torah. This is what was turning all of us on, I think, and uh, I think like four people in the Chabura are rabbis now. Um, Actually, I think all of them are rabbis now, if I think about it. Right? Ben Kurtzer's a rabbi, Yosef Shabbat's a rabbi, Rafi Mandelstam's a rabbi, Ilan Mazer is a rabbi. Every single person in that group became a rabbi. It's a good, Johnny Keller, I think, is a rabbi. Every single person in that group became a rabbi. <laughs> okay, Rabbi Feiner. Um, but so we went to his house for the Shabbos meal, and this is how like we were becoming attuned. This was the cl- the closest, most directed kind of instruction that we received about how to achieve shashu and joy in our Torah learning. And we got it from a finder. We went to his house. And we had a Shabbos meal, and this is I think what we expected Torah to always be. 
And, uh, you know, so like came time in between like one course and he said a Dvar Torah and then somebody else picked up and, you know, asked a question and started to say their own Dvar Torah connecting to something else, to the next person, to the next person. And each person, then you go back, but Finer had something to say, this was our Shabbos meal. And somebody looks up and says, oh my gosh, it's time for Mincha. We're going to miss Mincha. We had been there for like five hours. And the time passed. It was, uh, it was to date one of the most surreal experiences that I've had, foundational experience. And we ran out and we gathered together people, barely made mincha on Shabbos afternoon. I don't even think that we ate the main course. I hope Rebetzin Feiner, I don't think Rebetzin Feiner is an amazing woman. I, I don't know if she would ever come to this year, but uh, she's an amazing lady. I met Rebetzin Feiner at Kem Simcha in the art room. Amazing, amazing people. But that's, that's what the experience of Zoha Lidvarim Harbe is. That's why it's so joyous. Vehara Klalis and the illumination of this, of this general illumination of the whole world coming together. And the result of being Zoha Lidvarim Harbe results in this generalized Haara Klalis, this generalized illumination, seeing the whole world in these pratim, and the whole world isn't enough to you, right? I just want to meditate for a second. Like, what does such a, a statement mean? Kola olam kula kedai hulo. Right, so, oh, now the whole, the whole world might be enough for you? Wow, right? So what does that mean, right? It sounds like almost sarcastic. The whole world is enough for you, don't worry. I think what it means is that uh, it's that this world, all of it, right? If I learn Torah like this and I see the world like this, I see the Pratim like this, or I'm oriented towards the Pratim in this way, even if I don't yet see them like this. So the whole world doesn't become too much for you. The world could be too much sometimes. Too many Pratim can crush us. It could be confusing. But you understand the world now. You understand how you're supposed to look at it. And you also have enough here to taste the world to come as well. Mamish liros olamecha bechayecha. To, to, to live oriented towards the world to come. I see I'm slightly over time. Can, I, can, I, can you guys give me like five more minutes? Yeah, thanks. I just want to say one or two more things. So that's, that's what I think the statement, which is the next part of that statement. You know, there's a poem by the 18th century uh, English, uh, English visionary, William Blake, um, that I thought was appropriate for this particular chapter of Cook. He writes, you may have heard these words, he says, to see a world in a grain of sand and heaven in a wild flower, hold infinity in the palm of your hand and eternity in an hour. I think that that's exactly what it means. Ha'ara ha'klalis To see the world in a grain of sand. To see ha'ara ha'klalis in, in, in each and every prat. Okay, and, and just to mention to you, just to read the last thing. So this last line that Rav Kook quotes comes from Pirkei Avos. I'm going to read it to you in full. So he says, Rabbi Meir Omer, because it's beautiful, and I think it tells us exactly what we're, what we're looking for and shows really Rav Kook is, is saying it, the way he's saying it is a beautiful chiddush, but this is not a chiddush over here, this idea, the progression of this chapter, how to do Torah Lishma, because it's already said so in Pirkei Avos. So it's Perk Vav, Mishnah Aleph, Rabbi Meir, anyone who learns Torah Lishma, Zoch Lidvarim Harbei, which we already understand, hopefully now, which I hopefully we understand now, 
And what happens to that person? Nikra Reya, they're called a friend, Nikra Ahuv, they're called a, beloved, a, a, a lover, beloved. Oi Vesamakom, loves HaKadosh Baruch Hu and HaKadosh Baruch Hu's presence in this world. Oi Vesabrios, loves Hashem's creations, respects Hashem's creations and all their various forms and differences. Misamech HaSamakom, gives God joy. Misamech HaSabrios, brings joy to other people. This is what happens to a person who learns Torah Lishma. Misamech And they become cloaked in anava. Your character traits. Torah softens a person. Torah changes a person. Torah can do, Torah can, can do incredible things to a human being that's open to it. It could change who you are. Malbushaso anava become a person who's in awe, constant awe, fear of God, and, and humble. Right? This is the kind of person you could become. You could become enlightened through learning Torah Lishma. Then it says, which is beautiful because it doesn't make you yet into a tzaddik, into a chassid, into a yasher, into upright and honest, neman, trustworthy person. It doesn't do it automatically, but you can reach that level. Machsharas prepares you for that. Right? It's true that we get like a kick out of saying, that there are obviously people who seriously learn a lot of Torah, but are maguna in their masim, you know, a nezem zav ba'af chazir, a golden ring in the snout of a pig, right? We get a kick out of saying that because I think sometimes it makes uh, those of us who don't learn as much Torah, don't know as much Torah, a little bit more comfortable. Uh, at least we're a good person, right? Even though it's true that we get a kick out of saying that, the important flip side is that the surest way to prepare oneself for tzivkos, the surest way to be a perfect person is to learn Torah, is to be osik with Torah, but to do it lishma. I think if you do it lishma, then, then that's a sure sign that you'll reach not just to be hukshar, to, to be a tzaddik, chassid, yashav, but you will be a tzaddik, chassid, yashav, and two more lines. Umar chakasim and achet. It keeps a person away from sin. You don't mess up in life. Umikarasi, make good decisions. Umikarasi, deizchus. And it, it gives you, grants you merits upon merits, right? You augur merits for yourself, a reputation. Tov shemi shem and tov. And, and people, there's a wisdom that's conferred. People will come to you. You're rode from kavod and it will be rode fa'acharecha. Because your kavod is not your own kavod. It's kavod shamayim. So, so you, that's how you rise to a level where you could lead you know, you could be like a, a Sfasemis and lead 300,000 human beings in their Avodah Hashem. Or you could be a Rav Moshe Feinstein and, and drive, drive halachic decisions for the next century. <laughs> you know, not because they started out wanting to do that, but they, because they learned Torah Lishma, countless other tzaddikim, this is what happens. They rise up on this sulam over here. Vinosenis lo malchus, Man Malke Rabbanon, who are the, the true leaders, the true kings? So people learn Torah, Vechikor Din, you understand. Vechikor Din, I'm going to leave untranslated for a second. Umegal Loraze Torah, eventually you get to see all the secrets of Torah. Venasa Kemayan Amaskaber Kenar Posik, become an overflowing Mayan, an overflowing fountain, a river that doesn't stop, a Nachal Noveya. Vehavit Ruach. So you'll notice over here that Sanu is mentioned again. I think it's because these are stages, everything that's mentioned. Take a look at, at this Mishnah, Perikvav Mishnah Aleph and Avos. 
Right? These are stages. After the first malbushaso anava v'yira, after the first type of humility, you reach a stage, an even higher level of anava, like the Moshe Rabbeinu level anava, where you no longer really are a person. You're just a conduit. For a Kaddish Baruch Hu Mochel, a Bono, you don't care about your own covet anymore. You could be like Rav Kook, and you could sustain so much elbow, so much um, destruction from others and your character and who you are. Become elevated upon everything else. You reach the level of Ishalokim. And I'll read you, we'll finish off tonight from one of my most favorite time in the Tfer Shlomo on Shavuos. So Tfer Shlomo, talking about Moshe Rabbeinu being Mosef Yom Echad Midaso, in Gemara Shabbos, the Moshe Rabbeinu added on a day on his own to Kabbalah Satora. So he says, HaKadosh Baruch Hu goes of a tzaddik mevatil, HaTzaddik goes of HaKadosh Baruch Hu mekayim. So a tzaddik HaKadosh Baruch Hu become, in a sense, give you a kind of partnership, Gemara and Shabbos. Says the Redomsker, says Shlomo Redomsk, V'zeu achas mehamunos hachazalkos biyadeinu. This is one of the strongest articles of faith that we have in our hands. V'im echad eino ma'amim b'zeh, eino b'chlal Yehudi. If you don't believe in this, so are you even a Jew? Which is a strong statement because this ikra achan al kabbalas Torah shvelus yos bechinas makabel. Not that you become so great. Not that a Moshe Rabbeinu, of course, is great, becomes great. It's because they be, just become a piece, a conduit for a kaddish baruch Hu. That's what it means to be, or when we say lezen nikra Moshe isha lokim, and each one of us can have a degree of ispastuta de Moshe Rabbeinu. Be by dint of the fact that we're learning Torah Lishma. Okay. Um, I think um, 